The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to continue our week-long conversation about a medium that's obviously near and dear to my heart, podcasting. For those of you who haven't heard our episodes from earlier this week, we're talking to Carrie Green, who is the founder of Podcast Fast Track, which is a podcast production agency that helps podcasters of all levels of experience automate their podcasting efforts. If you didn't hear the previous episodes from earlier this week, Kerry walked us through how he got involved in podcasting and gave us an overview of the podcast industry, how to start a podcast, and what it takes to achieve scale. If you're just getting started in podcasting, they're great episodes, and I recommend you go back and give them a listen. And in today's episode, Kerry is going to talk us through his thoughts on podcast monetization. Here is the fourth installment of our conversation about podcasting with Carrie Green of Podcast Fast Track. Carrie, it's great to have you back here. Good morning, Ben. Glad to be back. Today, we're going to talk about a topic near and dear to my heart. We're going to talk about monetization. In our last episodes, we sort of walked through why podcasts are interesting, how people can grow their podcasts, and what they can expect in terms of how long it takes to grow their listenership. Let's turn the page. Once you're starting to grow an audience, what are the ways that you can make your podcast into a monetizable asset? Yeah, monetization really is as individual as the podcaster in the niche. I think that the first way to start, even though it doesn't involve taking money from people at first, is building an email list, having some way that you can get your listeners to give you their email whether that's through some kind of an opt-in offer, maybe it's a free ebook or case study or something. And it's all obviously relevant to your topic that you're talking about in your episodes. For example, there's a service that we offer at our company we call Lead Magnets. And the way it works is somebody on our team will listen through the episode, create essentially an infographic PDF that is an action sheet based on the content of the episode. And the podcaster will announce on that particular episode, you can get our action sheet for this episode by going to give the address. People go, they opt in to get the resource sheet and he's building an email list. The reason email list is so valuable is because of that tried but true saying the riches are in the niches and the money's in the list. 
because then you have an audience who's already shown that they're interested in your topic, willing to give you their email address. You can communicate with them directly when you do have things to offer them that they can purchase. Mm -hmm. So I think for your average podcaster, building an email list and then working toward kinds of things you can offer your audience as a true valuable offer that they would be willing to purchase is the way to go. And we're not going to get into sales funnels and all that kind of stuff, how it works, but there are ways to graduate that as you go and build bigger and bigger offers that smaller percentages of your list will buy into, but because it's bigger money, you're making more money even with just one purchase. So it depends on your context, your topic that you're talking about, but it can be done and it can be done quite successfully, even more so than advertising in many respects. So essentially what you're saying is the first way to start monetizing your podcast is understanding who is your podcast listeners and being able to present them with products for them to purchase. And generally the outreach channel is email. Yeah. Or just a mention on your podcast. I know people who have a mid-roll spot. In fact, I do this on my podcast. There is a mid-roll spot for an advertisement, but it's always my advertisement. It's me doing a live read of some service we offer. And we're starting to get people responding to those things. And we offer a slight discount when we do that so that people can tell us, I heard it on episode 104, and we give them that discount for trying out our service. And it's a way to ease people into a relationship with you on a consumer basis that they may not have been able to do before. So for people that are just starting out and they're trying to start with monetization and they have a product, you can start building an email list and promoting the sale of that product to your user base. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex, ready to take your team from I think to I know. Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. There's a class of podcasters that don't necessarily have a product to sell. What are some of the ways that they can monetize the content that they're producing? Well, I think, first of all, get started on a product to sell. If you're podcasting with any kind of expertise in your field, you should be able to come up with something that's truly valuable. But beyond that, I think that you can go out and individually court advertisers yourself. You don't have to be at that 5,000 download range to be able to get advertisers who are interested 
in reaching the very specific niche audience that you're speaking to. For example, we have a client who is a fine artist. She does plein air painting. She used to work for Disney. I mean, she's just this amazing artist. And she does a podcast for artists. And she interviews famous artists. And they talk about their technique and how they get their inspiration and what they do in terms of their studio time. She talks about all that stuff. And she went to some of her favorite brush suppliers and paint suppliers, et cetera, and told them about her podcast. And here's who listens to my podcast. Here's the people I have on my podcast. And she now has sponsors who come on board to sponsor her show. I don't know what her rates are, but I know she's at least paying for her media hosting, her production services, and a little bit on top of that, including getting paint supplies from these people because they sponsor her kind of like a race car driver getting sponsored by a company. They're given little perks because of it. So that to me is the middle ground. That's where you slip in and you get your feet wet with advertising and you see what it's like. And I think the more relational and personal that relationship can be, which it can be in a niche field like that, the better. Because you're going to be able to interact with that person in a way where you're helping them be successful as an advertiser, sharing with them your download stats, sharing ideas with them about what you think they could offer that would be of more value to your audience. And you really become partners in that way. You're making them successful while they're helping you to be successful. That's a great way to go. So you mentioned something about showing who is listening to your audience to potential advertisers, which brings up the question of where do you find the data for who is actually your podcast listeners? Tell me about what data sources that you know where people can understand who's in their audience. Yeah, as far as demographic and who is actually in your audience, the only ways I know to do it is through either a Facebook community where you're inviting your listeners only to join the community and they join, you get to interact with them and you're able to see a demographic. You can actually see the numbers of people as it grows and you can kind of look at their individual profiles and see who they are. Using Facebook ads, you can create lookalike audiences similar to what's in your group. So you can get some real data on who these people are, what they buy, what they're interested in, all of that sort of stuff. So Facebook groups, though I've seen a lot of people lately abandoning them because they're such high maintenance, but I think it's a great way to really get to know the details of who your audience is. Besides that, you can see download numbers through your media host, but you can't see who those people are. That's part of the privacy issues that are involved with podcasting. So it's a difficult nut to crack, but I think the download numbers alone speak to people interested in your topic. And when you have a show like the one I referenced that is so niched in and so specific to a certain kind of person who would purchase exactly what that advertiser has to sell, I think it's a pretty easy sell to get that person to see their audience is listening to your show. One of the things that I've done is trying to redirect our listeners to read the transcript of our podcast. And I know that you have a service that we'll talk about in our next episode, which talks about transcriptions and summaries and what content do you produce for your listeners that they would find valuable. And if you could redirect them to your website, you can gather some demographic data using Google Analytics. And there are some other services once you get someone to a website to understand who they are. There are also services like PodTrack, which try to give you some demographics based on who your podcast listeners. So there's a few other resources that are out there. The elephant in the phone booth here is when you're doing a podcast and you are trying to reach sponsors, you know, there are some institutional advertisers or advertising companies that can help you make a fair amount of money if your audience is big enough. So tell me what you know about sort of the enterprise level advertising industry in podcasting. 
Well, you know, we've all probably heard podcasts with Casper Mattress or something like that advertising Audible. Yeah. You hear these same names. Squarespace, big one. Yeah. Squarespace is another. MeUndies. <laughs> yeah. Everywhere. Exactly. Yeah. They're everywhere. And Spanx, I think, is starting to show up on podcasts as well. We must listen to different podcasts. <laughs> we must. Yeah. Well, I listen to all kinds because of the work we do. So right. I listen to some. I would rather not. You can believe that. But I think that the more targeted your podcast topics are to the actual things being advertised on your show, the more successful it's going to be for your advertiser. And thus, they will hang around longer as a sponsor of your show. So while you can reach certain numbers and get someone like Casper Mattress or whoever to be a sponsor on your show, I feel like that's a short-term gain for most podcasters because, yeah, you're getting a little bit of money coming in at first but unless your particular audience is super excited about that product and keeps buying it and keeps buying it and keeps buying it, that advertiser is going to see their revenue could be spent better somewhere else. So as far as the big name industrial advertisers and all that, there are lots of them out there. There are a lot of people interested. Even media hosts like Libsyn have relationships with advertisers where they can set you up when you reach certain download numbers with an advertising partner. That's all great. I think if it fits your niche and if it fits who you're trying to reach, Great, but I would rather not have an advertisement on my show if it doesn't fit my audience than have one just because it brings in money and it not fit my audience because I think that speaks something to your audience. It tells your audience you're really in this for the money. You don't really care about them, which in the long run is going to shoot you in the foot. I think from that long-term perspective, you need to be thinking always about the value for your listener and that includes sponsors. I think from the business perspective, you touched on a very important point, which is if your sponsors are not a good fit, that's one of the most likely reasons why someone will stop listening to your podcast is they feel like they're being sold to and they're not getting enough value to get through the advertisements and they're not relevant to them. Yeah. Okay. That wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks again to Carrie Green for joining us. If you're interested in learning more about Carrie and Podcast Fast Track, go to podcastfasttrack.com. If you'd like to read the transcript of this podcast, we've published it on martechpod.com. If you're a subscriber to the MarTech Podcast, thank you. We want you to feel like a member of our community. So if you ever have questions or comments, or if you'd like to be a guest on the show, feel free to reach out to us by visiting our website, martechpod.com, or you can contact us on LinkedIn or Twitter by searching for our handle, which is Ben J. Shap, LLC, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P-L-L-C, or you can click on the link in our show notes. If you haven't subscribed yet and you want a weekly stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we've got some great episodes lined up in the next few weeks, including one more episode with our friend Carrie Green from Podcast Fast Track. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app. Okay, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.